Welcome to the Basketball Index Podcast. I'm your host, Taylor, and today we're taking a look at Bam Adebayo, doing a scouting report on him, and we've done a few of these if you haven't caught them. Basically, what we're going to do is we're going to analyze a player's box score, then look at their analytics, uh, then some tape, and then finally come to a conclusion on where I think this player kind of stands in the league. So just some background information on Bam. 6'9", 250. Remember that, 6'9". It's a very big part of this episode. Uh, he's in year six, all with the Heat. He was the 14th overall pick in the 2017 draft. He was an all-star in 2020, and he's made the all-defensive teams the last three years, uh, all-second team as the uh, center slash forward. Um, let's look at the box score. The last two years, he's averaged about 19 points, nine rebounds, four and a half assists, 1.3 steals, and a block. Uh, that's that's one thing that kind of stands out to me. Like when I look at bigs and I just kind of like glance at the box score. So like you're looking for that like 20 point a game. Bam's almost there. Um, you're looking for, for me, it's like 12 rebounds. He's at nine. So I'm like, all right, that's a little bit low. Uh, the 4.5 assists is really high for a center. That's when a center starts getting above like or a big like three to four assists. That's something where I kind of like interested in that over a steal a game. Again, that's really high for a big and then a block kind of low. So it makes bag there. Points are solid. Rebounds and blocks are a little low. And then the assists and the steals are quite high. And I think <laughs> I think you can kind of see where that's going, where it's like this is a new age player, maybe a new age big that plays a little different than other traditional bigs. If we look over at the free throws, taking about five and a half a game, shooting 75%. One of those things where that's a that's a good free throw rate. Like we've talked about it before to get in like the really elite superstar uh, category, you're shooting over eight a game, but five and a half, that, that's really solid. That's good. Really good percentage for a big guy shooting 75%. That's almost like a, like a forward um the efficiency 108 true shooting plus which is really good so we, we've talked about this sometimes i try to give people the historical kind of understanding of where the the best players are all time where it's like kareem and steph are 14 percent better lebron and jordan are six and eight percent better and then like kobe and duncan are four percent better and then guys like Allen iverson russell westbrook are negative just to kind of give you a uh, kind of a, a landscape of efficiency. It's a little different with bigs. They just inherently shoot a higher percentage because more of their shots are dunks. More of their shots come from assists, right? There's other players creating things and then dumping it off to them or passing to them. Or, you know, when you're the pick and roll roll man, you're obviously going to shoot at a higher percentage than the pick and roll ball handler. Uh, just the nature of your size and where you are on the court. But 108 true shooting is still really good. It's still really solid efficiency for someone. Again, if you're getting 19 points a game, at 8% above league average scoring. That's really strong. That's very good. And that kind of does it for the box score. He scores some points, gets some rebounds. The assist numbers are intriguing. The steals numbers are intriguing. Um, the efficiency is good. Good free throw shooter. And you can't hack a shack him. So the box score all around is uh, is really solid. Let's move over to the analytics. His offensive role throughout his career has has changed, and it, it makes sense, right? So he starts as a roll and cut big where there's a lot of just like finishing plays. Then he's a shot creator for a couple years. He's a post scorer last year, and then early in this 2023 season, he's again a shot creator. 
uh, on defense. He's been a mobile big. He was an anchor big the first few years. He's been a mobile big the last couple years. And I think that that makes a lot of sense because of Bam's skill set. Again, he's 6'9". That's something we're going to talk about a lot. That's actually a really big part of really a lot of uh, how he plays the game. The last few years, he's been a small positive in O-LeBron, our overall offensive impact here at Basketball Index. Three of the last four years, he's been really, really strong in D-LeBron. The one off here, he wasn't even bad at defense. He was just kind of like among other centers. Um, But he's always had really, really high-end defensive impact. Uh, Let's look at the defense. So we're going to look at mobile big, which is his role. We have two types of big. We have anchor bigs. We have mobile bigs. Anchors, kind of what they sound like. They stand next to the hoop. They anchor your defense. They block a lot of shots. Mobile bigs, they switch more. They hedge. They still do play drop coverage, but they're much more versatile in how they're used. So if we're looking at the 2021-2022 season, which was last year, he was third among mobile bigs in D-LeBron behind Giannis and Al Horford. That's a really good company to be in. 21 the year before that he was sixth and then the year before that in 2020 he was third so he's really been a super high-end mobile big the last couple years that's really valuable Uh, i think two stats that really help you wrap your head around bam's defensive impact and kind of how he plays is he was 12th in our on-ball defense last year among bigs and he was 72nd in rim protection So you think about there's only 30 starting centers. So really, really good on ball and rim protection numbers. So it's there. There's more to it than this, right? So he is six, nine. So he's just he's not huge. He is a good athlete. He does jump well, but he's not huge. He's not Rudy Gobert. He's not seven one. And then also when you are a mobile big, you're away from the basket more. So that is going to affect your rim numbers, your block numbers a little bit where it's like if you're switching out onto the perimeter and the shot goes up, you're obviously you're, you're not you're not around the basket as much to maybe, you know, fight for rebounds, get a block on a, on a secondary attempt, things like that. Uh, but then they also trade off is like you're just you're not you're not as big, <laughs> so you're not going to block as many shots. Uh, so we're going to look at bigs that played a thousand minutes. This was last year. Uh, some of the more defensive stats. He was seventh in passing lane defense. Again, that's really good. That is uh, intercepting bad passes and deflections. Uh, think of a guy like Anthony Davis. He's another guy like that can get a lot of hands on balls that are not blocked shots. So there's other I mean, like you see people use stocks a lot, which is just steals and blocks together to try to help capture some more defensive impact. Um, than just you know the traditional way we look at it he's second in adjusted box out percentage that was a mouthful (laughs) among bigs uh, again a thousand minutes so his defensive number or his defensive rebounding numbers are a little bit low it's about nine rebounds and again part of that is the mobile big thing but if you look at the box out numbers he does a really good job especially when playing drop coverage of getting a body on a big and that is really helpful for team rebounding 13th overall in defensive rebounding talent where again it's not like he's not a dominant rebounder but it's not like he's bad at it i'd say he's probably above average but he's just like not in that like top five category uh looking at offensive stats he doesn't self-create a lot which leads to his lower impact numbers where i said earlier in the episode his oh lebron it's it's a positive every year but it's not it's not super high highs right but it is consistent positive impact year over year and I think that starts with passing among bigs. He's an A in volume, an A in quality, an A in efficiency, and a B in versatility. That's really good. Kind of similar to Al Horford, where he can be kind of a passing hub. Um, he's not he's not Joker. He's not going to be threading a bunch of needles. But, you know, at the elbow, moving the ball around, 
a lot of dribble handoff stuff, just things that kind of keep the he is a he's a KitchenAid. He just kind of keeps things mixing in the bowl, which is is good for offenses. It can keep things from getting stagnant and it can be really valuable. He's not much of an offensive rebounder, doesn't create a lot of his own shots at the rim. He is a guy that's had very high quality throughout his career at the rim. He finishes Again, it's not that he's a bad finishing player, but relative to the extremely high quality, and again, only being 6'9", does leave a little bit to be desired there from a rim shot-making standpoint. He does have an A in mid-game talent. It is nice that he can hit face-up jumpers. It can bail his team out of possessions. Uh, it's just a, a nice versatility thing to have. It can actually help like space the floor in a way, um, even though I know we're so used to people shooting threes when we talk about that. He did have an A in isolation points per game last season. He posts up uh, decently well. He seals well. And I think the biggest thing is he takes advantage of mismatches when they come, whether it's a switch or sometimes teams just try to guard him with like a small forward. And he's just too big for that. He does a good job of controlling small more players scoring over them um again he's a a pretty solid one-on-one player but i wouldn't say he's a fantastic one-on-one player the the data kind of backs that up uh let's go to the tape this is the uh third leg here we've talked about box score we talked about analytics let's start with the offense on tape i'm actually surprised that he scores as much as he does um because a lot of it is in the offense, it is putbacks, it is dump offs, it's pick and roll roll man. Um, I actually think he's it's a very good off ball big, but he does score 19 points a game. And when I do watch him, he can disappear um, at times. I think it's one of those things when you're not a dominant, you know, post up player or, or like when things are. It, you know, it's obvious when the ball stops on the court, you know, when when a big guy gets the ball, stops, surveys the floor and then goes to attack. For some reason, I think it's easier to remember things like that. And again, it's a double edged sword, right, where if you need your player to have basically like isolation shots to be effective, you do fall into the problem of like your turn, my turn. And it's hard to like blend things and the good thing about bam is he does blend into an offense i think really really well so he can actually help elevate in an offense overall however when you need him to be an uh, i don't know maybe an engine of your offense that's where it would not work it, 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 it just would not work they they do have jimmy butler they have tyler hero so they do have creators on the team i think actually that's one of the biggest weaknesses of the Heat where it's like if they had a little bit more creation, if Bam was maybe a different type of player that could help with that weakness, but he just is not. Um, one thing that he is really good at, though, is when he gets a runway, he can cover horizontal distance like, whoa, it's really impressive. You see it on pick and rolls, especially like empty side pick and rolls when he really has the freedom to move. And he's not being disrupted by anything. It's pretty crazy. It leads to like a lot of highlight dunks. Um, I like him as a pick and roll finisher. Um, I, I just think his athleticism is really impressive and you can set screens really far away from the basket and his foot speed is an issue for defenses. Um, he's got nice touch. You know, he's got that little jumper we talked about overpower small players on tape does does a really good job of using his body. He understands how to try to draw fouls again. I think it's 5.5 a game. We said earlier where it's good. It's not super elite, but it's definitely good kind of in that lower all star territory. Um, very good at standing in the right place. And I talk about this on defense a lot, but on offense, also um, really important for catching a lot of dump offs, um, giving the occasional putback. Um, standing in the right place is very, very, very important. Also, his like 
the the angles he chooses as a roller I think are pretty strong as well. Uh, but overall, a very good complementary offensive player. Uh, the cons are there's just like we said, there's just not a lot of dominance that that really shows on tape. Like you can't just give him the ball and get out of the way. And I understand that that's not everything in basketball, but to be a super high end player, there is an element of that in pretty much everyone in the top twenty, right? Um, defense, he's he's very mobile. That's something that, that stands out a lot. Um, I actually love him in drop coverage. We talked about him being a mobile big, and we talked about him um, switching and hedging, but I really love him in drop. I feel like he plays the cat and mouse game really well of trying to confuse the ball handler of whether to go for the lob, whether to go for the floater, whether to try to go to the rim. He, he, I think his mobility helps there, right? He's able to jump in and out of windows, but he, he really puts a lot of stress on the ball handler, which is, um, I mean, really fantastic for a drop coverage defender and that he can do those other things makes him, I would imagine he's probably the most versatile defender in the league. Um, kind of just off the top of my head, I just sort of thought about that, but he, I would assume he is. Um, so that's, that's really great. Uh, in conclusion, just kind of wrapping up everything. I think he absolutely is a defensive anchor to your team. Um, super versatile, lets you run a lot of different things. I think that's huge. I think you can fit a lot of different players around him defensively. I think you can cover up some weaknesses of other players. So that is really good. Uh, I think he's a high-end complementary player on offense, which it sounds like a slight, but it's it's good that you can build him into an offense with other ball dominant players because the worst problem you can have is when you have a team with like three or four ball dominant players and you're like well there's only one ball (laughs) so you need players that can that can help off ball and he's very very good at that so i think he probably for me falls somewhere in the 20s um overall as a player in the nba i think he's so he's he's comfortably in the top 30 is another way to phrase it that's probably a little easier I don't think he can crack the top 20 because he's just not a good enough offensive player. Um, and I don't think he will be like, we're, we're getting into like year. I think this is age 25 of bam. where like, we're, we're starting to see like, this is, this is what he is. And it's a good player. Um, one little nugget. He's 14th in uh, total playoff LeBron over the last three years. So the way playoff LeBron works is the sample size is too small. So we need three years worth of data and he's 14th in that. So I mean, that that's pretty good. Um, you have to remember it, that doesn't take into account every player in the league, right? So when I called him a top 30 player, like there's some players that are very good that don't make the playoffs. Um, also playoff LeBron is very helpful, but it's a little wonky because the sample sizes are so small. Um, but I think the last thing is, I think he's a top five player in the league, uh, defensively. I was looking at it and I was like, okay, we have Giannis, Gobert, Draymond Green, Embiid, and I think Bam. And I think that rounds out the top five and whatever order you want to put them in. Uh, that's not really what this podcast is about, but overall looking at Bam as a player, I think he's a, uh, a top 30 player, a building block. You know, I really like to talk about people being your second or third best player or first to win a championship. I'm trying to figure that out. I do think that Bam could be your second best player on a championship team, but that third player needs to bring a lot of offensive pop. I think that's how that would work. Um, Because right now he's with Jimmy Butler. I think Jimmy Butler is a top 10 player. I think Bam's a top 30 player. The problem is with the Heat after that, I think Tyler Hero is a top 75 player. 
Um, if Tyler Hero could become a top 50 player, um, they have a very legitimate chance at winning a championship. I don't know if that ever happens, but um, I don't think that's BAM's fault. <laughs> uh, but yeah, that's going to do it for BAM at a bio scouting report. My name is Taylor, and we'll see you on the next episode of the Basketball Index podcast.